Welcome back to Recycler Secrets. Today we're going to give you a nugget instead of a full episode. But before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to the U.S. Composting Council, who makes available across the United States a compost operational training course. This 40-hour, 5-day comprehensive course focuses on giving you the knowledge you need to run a successful composting facility, whether you're just getting started or you've been in composting for a while. This training is for anyone who wants quality instruction from leading professionals and educators on the art and science of commercial scale compost production and marketing. Want to learn more about this course and others offered by the U.S. Composting Council? Go directly to their website at compostfoundation.org. Without further ado, here's this week's quickie. The other day I was joined by an interesting gentleman named Adam Brent of Coco Composting in Holland, Michigan. His organics recycling business is the state of the art and kind of cool. So we asked Adam, where was his first training? How did he get involved in the compost industry? A seminar led by Mennonite farmers in western Illinois. And I drove out there, took the seminar, and absolutely fell in love with uh, the entire idea of uh, taking waste, repurposing it into a valuable product, which then went on to grow uh, healthier and better crops. So uh, with that, ignited kind of like a passion and the fire in me uh, with regard to what the possibilities for this industry could be. Later in the interview, we came upon a topic of how a trend in the world today is composting as part of a diversion activity in zero waste or zero waste to landfill events. Adam and I discussed why compostable plastics and cornstarch utensils and serviceware are undesirable to operations like his. And here's that outtake for you. I wholeheartedly support zero waste events um, and, and the prospect of going zero waste for, for companies and businesses and, and communities. I think that's absolutely the most admirable goal. Um, but the reality of it has to set in, which is that the... Um, some of the materials that they want to send to a compost facility are not what a compost facility wants to compost. So compostable um, uh, materials like a plastic bag or a plastic cup or a plastic uh, silverware, um, that's not what a compost facility is is designed to compost. We're designed to compost organic materials that are uh, food and yard waste and, and, and things like that that break down very, very quickly. Um, so when you have one of these zero waste events, a lot of times uh, there's very little food waste and it's all just plastic materials coming to us that then, you know, we need to incorporate into a composting environment and it, those don't break down very quickly and they're not really what microbes want to be eating. So um, you don't make a very good compost out of that, out of that material as an incidental, it's not a problem, but when it becomes that you do a zero waste event and everybody ate the food and all you have are the silverware uh, or plastic compostable ware, it's not the feedstock that a composter wants to get. Um, so that, that's just kind of like the, the, the thing. And, and where that goes to is how do you get people to focus on um, a investing in those hard goods um, and then those hard goods then have a much longer life, right? Because all you had to do was wash them, uh, and then they're available for reuse. Um, but also you can focus your composting on the materials that you want to be composting. Right. When a brewery has an event and they want to use compostable cups and they want to send it to a facility like yours, a, a composting facility, it's not a desirable product. No, it's near worthless. Right. 
And when you look at anaerobic digestion, those have augers that feed in and those are, are huge detriments to those systems. Yes. When, when those systems clog. Absolutely. It's um, very expensive. It's very expensive because it takes an anaerobic digester. Think of it as basically a giant enclosed tub that is um, um, gassing off the methane gas. And that's the energy that you're trying to capture. Um, but it's, it's based on the, the flow through of the material through the process. And if those pipes clog because of a you know, a, a cup or a, or a stick or whatever, um, then the whole process shuts down right. and it takes weeks to get it back to where it's efficiently producing the, the methane gas. Right. And I think that that's an important takeaway here that a lot of people don't understand is they, they look out at the world and they say, oh, you know, single use plastic is bad. So let's replace it with this compostable plastic cup made of corn. And that's great in theory, you know, when you put that into a landfill, it's going to decompose faster and it's not going to have the lifespan of a plastic. But if you try to send that down the composting realm, and that's the mentality you have as a user, it's not something that we want into the industry, into the infrastructure, right? Uh, it, the, the whole, the, the rationale behind it is to reduce the potential contamination to the compost facility. So in other words, what we're trying to do is make it easier to, because Americans don't like to think about what it is when they throw things away, right? They've just been uh, eating this food. And the last thing they want to do is take an extra 30 seconds at the garbage can to figure out where should I put this? Does it go in this bin or this bin? Oh, I don't really care. And they just throw it all away. So based on the fact that uh, somebody else, the, the purveyor of that um, facility isn't going to reach into that garbage can and pull out those contaminants. It then is left to the compost facility to deal with those contaminations. And, you know, we're dealing with large volumes of material. It's expensive to have to go in and remove those contaminants. So the idea that they could break down in the process is what makes it somewhat acceptable to the composter, but it's not, again, it, the desirability of the composter to, to use that as their feedstocks is close to zero. As you know, nothing gets done in the world today without transportation, not even organics management. So we asked Adam why compost is not widely used on DOT road projects and other applications throughout the United States. And this is what he said. You know, one of those things, if you were making compost all over the state, uniformly producing it to the, the specs, that would be less of a problem, right? Then it would just be your local composter, just like it's your local aggregate supplier for the crushed limestone and sand, etc. But that's not the case. That's I mean. not the case, no. <laughs> if you found these outtakes intriguing, make sure you look for the full episodes on iTunes or onto the website at recyclersecrets.com. And don't forget to go check out the U.S. Composting Council online, or better yet, register for the Renew and Regenerate Compost 2019 trade show happening in sunny Phoenix, Arizona at the Glendale Resort Hotel from January 28th through the 31st of 2019. What are you waiting for? Go check out Adam's episode now.